Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Dang. Episode 366. Introduce yourself, man. I'm Lex Byford. Um... I, I don't really have a presence online. I'm more just kind of a fan of the podcast. But I love the new webcam, by the way. It looks great. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, you uh, you, you you recommended me um, Aaron Aaron Clary, correct? Yes, Aaron Clary and Gregory from Red Pillman's House. Yeah, yeah. And apparently, Instagram filtered out my messages because I I think I've, I think I told you I hop on Instagram, post the podcast, and then get off. I don't think Instagram is good for mental health i think it lulls you into a a rhythm oh, yeah, for of, sure. of, of comparison and i look at everyone how happy they are so i get on post it podcast and then get the fuck out of there but point being yeah that's yeah. pretty much the same for me i try to stay off of instagram as much as possible if if i have my way i typically get on maybe once per week yeah yeah man it's weird it will if you don't if you don't if you're not careful it'll next thing you know I just challenge anyone listening, pay attention. Next next time you find yourself kind of aimlessly scrolling, you know when kind of like you get like, I don't really drink anymore, but you know when you get like blackout drunk and then you kind of like come to, but not like not like you passed out and woke up, but you kind of just, you kind of come to and you're having like a conversation with someone and you're like, where the fuck am I? What am I doing? It's, you have that moment on Instagram where all of a sudden oh, yeah, you'll, for be, sure. you'll be like, Big man, look at that person. They just got married. They're having a kid. Look at their... Do- and you're just like, what am I doing? And like, you're just sitting there with this little square. I'm not even trying to sound like a boomer, like phone bad, but like, you really yeah. do find yourself just staring yeah, it, at it. It literally is one of those things, though, to where you realize I'm holding a piece of metal and glass in my hands, and this piece of metal and glass tricked me into feeling like the past two hours were basically two minutes. It's, you know? Dude, it is... Duncan Trussell said it best. He was like, he was like, he's, he's like, I've been trying to put a word on like what is social media scrolling. He's like, for a while, he's like, and I realized what it is, is it's just like a slight novocaine. You just, mm-hmm. you're kind of numb. He's like, it's not good or bad. You're just kind of numb. You just kind of fall into this lull. And again, it sounds like an edgy thirteen-year-old, like. Your sheeple, man. The people are falling asleep, dude. Wake up, nine eleven, and it's like, no. But I mean, really, there is something to it, to where you can, you can kind of come to and realize you just burned three hours. Yeah, it's a really strange thing. Uh, even like movies, TV shows, that kind of stuff. Like even like watching YouTube videos don't really seem to have the same effect. Not the same effect. YouTube, you can. I go down. That's what I. I do that every night. That's probably my mm-hmm. favorite part of the day. Is I get mm-hmm. I go to bed like two hours before I want to go to sleep, just mm-hmm. and that's my like guilty pleasure. I don't watch TV. I don't watch. I don't have Netflix. I don't have Xbox Live. I just play video games. Oh, so you don't have live? You don't play online? I don't play with it. Nope. I, I. It seems like I remember you talking about that actually. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't. I don't do that. So my guilty pleasure is I don't drink. I don't smoke weed. I'm not against them. I just don't do them regularly. 
And that's my guilty pleasure is for like 90 minutes to two hours at night. I get in bed, like blind shut, fan on, like close off, like lights off. I get in bed and I just go down like a stupid YouTube rabbit hole. But even then I'm learning. Like, what channels do you typically watch? Well, I'll start. I'll start with like. Well, recently it's been Tim Dillon. If anyone listening to this podcast knows, I've just become oh, obsessed yeah, sure. with Tim Dillon in the last two two months. But um, it depends on what I'm in, what what mood I'm in. Uh, sometimes the, a most recent kind of like streak where like several nights I'll do it is like a this channel called Big Mathis M A T H I S, and it's just this dude, mm-hmm. and he it almost looks like like connects or Legos, but it's like a it's like a computer game. And it's mm-hmm. this thing where it's just like really it's kind kind of realistic plane crashes. And it's this dude that just like takes all these different models of planes, like a 747, and he'll just like shoot the tail off with a missile. And like no two crashes are the same. And like you'll see like seats and like you know structural mm-hmm. pieces flying out the back of it and you know the wing will clip a mountain and then it will spiral down into like a valley and explode. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. So is it there's no, is it pre-rendered or is he doing it I real think time? I think it's pre-rendered, and oh, obviously, oh, okay. yeah, it's. But I think it is. It might not be, but they're mm-hmm. they're kind of fun. You just watch them, and it's like seven forty sevens colliding and shit. And as soon as mm-hmm. whenever he like destroys them in the air, he instantly he's like he tries to land it, and most times it does not work. It's just like right into a mountainside. But sometimes he'll pull off like a crazy he'll like come down and like skid to a stop with like a C one thirty on like a freeway. Sometimes it's not good. Sometimes it's like it's like a seven thirty seven and it just takes out of town. <laughs> like little cottages and people on horses just flying and shit. Yeah, this drives right through a neighborhood. <laughs> it's it's great though. Because right, it's not like it's not like Grand Theft Auto where it's like a pre designed animation or something. Every time it's something you haven't seen before. So it's mm-hmm. like I get that's what the whole game in the graphics, if you will, suck. But it's just, you know, but the physics are interesting. So, yeah, he'll come down into a highway. Yeah. And it's just mm-hmm. brutal. It'll just be like a minivan gets taken out by like an airline jet engine. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, it just goes like right into the engine. Just, just destroys it. Yeah. And he'll I mean, he'll collide. He'll collide planes and shit. I mean, recently. He's been doing the first thing I tried to do on Grand Theft Auto Five, which was fly an airliner into a skyscraper. Not as some political statement, but just because mm-hmm. I was like, it's Grand Theft Auto. And I was very disappointed because the plane just bumped off of it. It exploded into three pieces and fell down. Oh, yeah. There's no physics I for was, the, the I, I buildings. I was so there. upset. I was like... I remember when it's it happened. It's kind of hard to get the plane, though, isn't it? At yeah. the airport, there, yeah. there's so many police. Yeah, and all that. that was my first day on the game, man. And I was like, I got the 747, and I just beelined it for downtown. And I was like, here we go. Mm-hmm. When it bounced off the end, edge of that facade, it was like, it was like that moment that your team loses in the Super Bowl, and it's not like, it's not like if you lose at a video game and you're like, all right, tomorrow we can get back at it. It's like when you lose in the Super Bowl, it's like it's at least another year. The soonest we'll be able to get back here. It's that feeling of like there's so mm-hmm. much work to do. I remember when I crashed into that building and it bounced off. I was like, okay, so it's not Grand Theft Auto Five that we're going to have realistic physics. And I was like, it's going to mm-hmm. be Jesus. I was like, it's going to be like another seven, eight years until we get. That's what it was to me. It was a burden. To mm-hmm. me. It's my 
that's my first world uh yeah i've I've definitely had that feeling in games as well before uh there's something new that you're kind of hoping is in the game and when it isn't there especially when it's in a series where uh the the next entry in the franchise could be eight years away you know you're thinking it's gonna be so this is where we're at for the next eight years you know yeah and it's just like oh i guess we're I guess we're doing this like you're like, okay yeah. okay and it's like great and as like you play grand theft auto 5 more like you you come to love it for a little bit i mean i think i think grand theft auto 4 was better i think it had better physics mm-hmm. but i actually haven't played for i need to play that i've only played the campaign once i play grand mm-hmm. theft auto just to run around and like sandbox mm-hmm. but yeah man it was that but this game whatever this guy plays big mathis Whatever he, I think I think there is a name of the game. I've seen it before, and I'm I'm blank. It's Besiege, B E S I E G E. I think it's a PC game. I never knew it was a game. I thought he was just simulating this shit. But but then again, he posts stuff all the time on YouTube. He's like, I just finished my recent plane design. So he like designs the stuff he flies around. So it's weird. It's yeah, that is. It's a little sandbox. Really yeah, but I mean, like designing, not just like oh, I chose this plane with this color it was like no he, I'm, mm-hmm. he's like really was like focusing in on like the landing gear of a 707 or something mm-hmm. and i was like oh, i so. guess they probably keep it pretty grounded because i think you'd be seeing some pretty wacky designs you could just do whatever you wanted in the game i think it obeys like the laws of physics mm-hmm. like as as well as a game can but mm-hmm. like i love what he so recently he would uh, did a video and like the opening segment is just him plowing into like a 40-story building in like a 707 or something just and it's just it's beautiful like the plane is destroyed like the building starts to collapse in on itself i mean like you see like the all the glass breaking and then like the core mm-hmm. is crumbling down on top of itself and everyone was like dude distasteful 911 and so like the next day the the very next video it began the same thing with like a different tower and he was just like fuck you it's a video game and i was like fuck yeah but it is what i like yearn for in a video game is just like a beautiful physics engine and he yeah you can fly an antonov mm-hmm. 225 through a skyscraper and it's beautiful yeah they see the cpus and the latest computers they're just getting to where like next level physics are going to be possible with the new ryzen cpus yeah i think we're going to see a lot better physics in games in general in the next probably three to four years i hope man because i don't you you mentioned it with the Xbox Series X, how like it doesn't mm-hmm. feel, it doesn't have that sort of religious experience of like the first time. Yeah, it really got, doesn't. When you got on a PS2 or an Xbox 360, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh fuck yeah, and every yeah game that job was, was so huge. Yeah, right. Every game, no matter what your genre is, racing, basketball, mm-hmm. Grand, you know, open world, it's just like mm-hmm. fuck yeah, we're in the future. Well, if you just go back like five or six years, like look at the level of technology and look pretty much across the board that we had in say like 2015. And if you look at, if you compare it to what we have now, it's not really that different. Whereas if you go back to the year 2000 and compare the technology in 2000 to 2005, there's a really big difference, you know? There was, who, who was it that I was listening to? I think it was. Have you ever heard of the podcast, The Higher Side Chats? I haven't. No. It's. Uh, it's. I, I discovered them in like 2017. I've only watched a couple, but they're very good. It's called THC, The Higher Side Chats, and it's this. 
it's this guy greg carlwood mm-hmm. he's had i think he's had like over a thousand episodes of like of like very interesting people but he every episode is it's like a conspiracy and he just goes in and just he hears people out on like what their conspiracy is whether it's jfk was taken out by the cia like which we all pretty much assume happened or whether it's like the earth is hollow and it's filled with reptilian overlords he doesn't like he doesn't he's not he doesn't like get on he's like you fucking retard he's just like sure he's like what, what's like the history of it and he just kind of lets mm-hmm. people i like it and i i think it, it's it's fun uh, a lot of it is just fun but he had on mm, a guy pretty cool actually it is yeah, it yeah. you just got you got to know what you're getting into and it's like you know, if they get into we're talking about like how like the the Union Army won the Civil War because they had anti gravity devices, it's like you got to understand what you're biting off. Don't mm-hmm. don't look for sources cited. Like you're not going to find them. Mm-hmm. Just enjoy it, and if you don't like it, then that's not the program for you. But oh yeah, absolutely. I, I love it because it's just a fun. And the thing is, is it's because some of the things are factual. Like, there's a guy that's talking about, like, anti-gravity machines in the Civil War. And that, in my opinion, is total horseshit. But he oh, yeah, does – me- yeah, absolutely. But I actually did learn a lot about the names of, like, generals and, like, political figures that were real. And, you know, he tied them in and it was like, and these are all – these guys all had anti-gravity machines. And it's like, that part's not true. But – Mm-hmm. I did learn names like uh, like Amos Dolbear, who I think was like the commandant for West Point or something, that I would never have. And is that a, is that a valuable piece of information? Probably not. But it was a real guy, so I mean, you do learn some things. But the point is, you never know when that comes full circle, and maybe knowing about him in a specific story down the road kind of enriches that yes, story. Yes, you know? Amos Dolbear. Yeah, there's like an architect. His name is like Charles Delshaw. And it's like he was a real guy. He was just some German dude that went and lived in Texas and then California. That's it. He was a draftsman. But that's where most of the information that I spew on this podcast, it doesn't come from like, oh, yes, let me, you know, I'm reading that and I'll make a tab in that book. It's from these like retarded conspiracy videos I've watched. <laughs> just throw it on in the background as I'm three in the morning, just like not paying attention. And just yeah, that's one thing I can say with you, like throughout the podcast, I've noticed that you retain like a ton of information that you read. It's well, I, I had some I had Mitzi ask me about that. She was like, wait, she was like, how do you retain all of it? She's like, because I mm-hmm. could never. And what I tell people is, is like, I never unless I'm having an author on of a book, then I will go into crunch time to finish the book. But mm-hmm. for me, I never I never set out to be like, I'm going to learn about submarines I'm going to listen to a book on submarines so that I can pull out submarine information on my podcast. I only read or listen to things that I'm wildly interested in. And as I just said, sometimes they're just complete conspiracy channels and they're not factual. Yeah. But by only doing well, by only paying attention to the things I like, I I'm always interested in it and thus I'm always doing it. So I'm always pulling out pieces of information. It's like, you probably can't like recite, you know, all fifty or all forty-six presidents, but like, how many lyrics to a song could you write down word for word that you listened to in middle school, right? Yeah, absolutely. I I've found even with me that like just casually listening to the things that I'm interested in, reading the things yeah. I'm listening or I'm interested in, all that kind of stuff. That's just the best way to retain learn things. Yeah, retain everything. It's like it's like who is the seventh president of the United States? I have no mm-hmm. fucking idea. 
I don't either. Yeah. Actually, no, I was asking you because I don't yeah. know, right? It's it was George yeah. Washington. It was it John Adams? Was it Quincy Adams? John? I don't. That's right. That was number two, I think. Was I it? Believe so. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh yeah, somewhere around okay. there. Okay, and then somewhere a little later is a Blinken, blah 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 blah, and then yeah, a Blinken. I think was sixteen. Yeah, and then I and then I know through like Cold War stuff, but even that is only through Cold War stuff. It's like and FDR, Truman, Eisenhower, Kennedy, LBJ. Mm-hmm. I think Ford. Yeah, it's a little bit easier to remember yeah. those guys just because they're so connected to yeah. conspiracy theories. Exactly. But that's what I mean, though, is you yeah. don't remember you're like, and then then this year they established the central bank and the central bank allowed mm-hmm. these reservationists. And you're just like, Jesus Christ. But it's like FDR, who may or may not have allowed the Japanese to bomb Pearl Harbor. And you're like, fuck, yeah, <laughs> you jump on into it. And it's like, <laughs> so you remember. But like, yeah. You know, I couldn't name the seventh president if you put a gun to my head, but I guarantee you I could probably write down word for word the lyrics of the remix to Ignition by R. Kelly from, like, middle school dances, right? <laughs> but, I mean, like, and why is that? And it's because you're interested. And mm-hmm. so that's how I retain shit. So it's, like, whatever I'm, like, spewing off facts, they're not, like, I memorized it for the podcast. It's, like, mm-hmm. just pull it out of my ass. I don't know where the fuck we were going with that, but... So what's your strategy for retaining things that you don't care about, like when you just have to crunch for something? So for me, that that was four years of pre-med getting into getting mm-hmm. into medical school. I liked OCHEM and I liked physiology, but that was about it. I hated biochemistry, mm-hmm. physics, calculus, and the strategy for that, there is no strategy. It's just brute force. You mm-hmm. just have to want to, you just have to want to get into medical school more than the guy next to you. Mm-hmm. How do you remember 70 pages of physics equations by memorizing 10 until you know them upside down backwards. And then the next day you add 10 more. And once you get those 10 down, then you recite back the 20, you got 20 down, do 10 more the next day. And then after a year, you'll have 700 or whatever. There's no strategy. Mm-hmm. People are like, what's the secret? I'm like, there's none. Just, just, yeah, just put in more work than the yeah. next guy. If you're not miserable, then you're not doing it right. Mm-hmm. At least for getting into medical school. I don't mean for life. I mean for getting into medical school. If you're not miserable. That's probably kind of true with life to an extent. To an extent, yeah. Yeah, to an extent, yeah. But, I mean, yeah. Um, oh, fuck. So we're uh, with the the higher side chats, all that. He had a guy on that was like, he was trying to give credence to the idea of like a breakaway civilization. Mm-hmm. Where like, it's like the they're not they're not trying to control the world in like the Illuminati sense so much as they're just taking like the best scientists, the best resources, and they're building an off world civilization. It's like, it's like, it's like building like a, an all-star team instead of trying to win the Super Bowl, you just create like the East and West all-star team. And then you just let Mm -hmm. the NFL do whatever you walk away with like the dream team. That's Mm -hmm. the whole conspiracy of like the breakaway civilization is like, don't try to save it. Don't you got to depopulate the earth. That's what the elite want to do so that they can undo global warming. No, dude, they're going to take the easier route. 
they're going to take the best like thousand and then they're just going to leave the planet and they're going to let this collapse on itself. But anyway, what he was saying is like a key component of this is like normally we assume the military is like what, like 20 years ahead technologically, right? About yeah, somewhere like 20, that, 30, whatever. I love to pretend that they're like 50, but that's because that's where my mind. Yeah, I wish that they were 50. Yeah, I like to, I like to, yeah. I'm like, they're so advanced. Like, it's like, but they're evil fucks. And I'm like, yeah, but they're evil fucks who are going hypersonic. Like, it's, mm-hmm. but he, this guy, I'll have to find the episode. I don't know if I can, but he, his, I guess, thesis was why, why even declassify anything? Why after 20 years declassify? Why not just let them stay where they are and we go 21 years ahead, 22 years ahead, or we go at such a slow rate that for every year they advance, we advance a decade. And his argument mm-hmm. is they started doing this in like the early 2000s. And so now they're at the equivalent of, so like in the year 2000, they were at the year 2020. And now at the year 2020, we're only actually at like 2002 and they're at like 2100. And I was like, okay, that's a, but that's kind of a, a cheap argument to make because there's no way mm-hmm. it can be disproven right it's Mm -hmm. like yeah definitely yeah you can't disprove there's there's not a god and it's like well Mm -hmm. okay that's a you know that conversation is started and finished within like one sentence there's nothing you can do with it Mm -hmm. but to tie it all back to what you said is he was like i mean how much does it seem like things are really changing like we're definitely getting better resolution screens okay better refresh rates i mean you you fuck mm-hmm. with computers so you know this shit better than me oh yeah definitely right it's it's things are getting mm-hmm. better right i mean i you know it's i have 100 terabytes behind the screen oh absolutely right? yeah and when when you look at what it requires to like push higher resolutions as well i mean there are definitely big advancements that happen even in five years like what i was talking about doesn't seem like things advance much in five years. I mean, they definitely do in terms of throughput, but the overall experience is still largely the same. Yeah. And that's what he was saying is he was like, think about like the big changes. He was like, how long does it take to get to LA and New York or LA between LA and New York? Well, you Mm -hmm. have to get a flight. And he's like, but how much faster is that flight than like a 1960s airliner where like the flight attendants were like hot girls and like black people couldn't vote like how mm-hmm. different society was versus now a lot I mean, of those are actually the same planes <laughs> exact but that's the point point. and even the new planes how much faster does mm-hmm. a 787 dreamliner go not mm-hmm. any but it's more fuel efficient i mean mm-hmm. but you know it's but if you look at the hundred years before that it's like it took you like a you had to have a covered wagon and then you had to take mm-hmm. a train. And then, I mean, maybe... And you, you probably take, weren't going to make it. You probably weren't going to make it, right? Maybe early on you could get like a, one of those flimsy, like 10 years after the Wright brothers, like, you know, carried two people in like a, a backpack and that was it. But it seems to keep jumping and jumping and jumping. And then it's like airports between cities at blistering speeds. And then it just, it's been there for like 60 years and like the air sure the planes are getting better i mean you have air conditioner now i mean you have a little tv on the back but even that was like that was the norm when i was a kid oh absolutely and it's things that physically could have been brought back on the plane even in the 1960s yeah they just didn't really have a way to connect a tv yeah yeah Yeah. so uh, it wasn't like economical you know yeah they kind of started to make the jump right with like the Concord. 
Mm-hmm. But like, do you know what that is? The the Concord sure Sonic transport that. plane was a it was a plane. I don't, I, I don't know how long it operated for, but it operated in I believe the nineties to like the year two thousand, maybe. Oh yeah, I think I did hear something about it's, that. It's a yeah, supersonic commercial flight, and it's yeah. I think Japan was working on something like that for a while as well. Probably, but this was in full operation. This was mm-hmm. you could you could if you wanted to spend the money, you could just you just Joe Schmo could go get. But it's weird watching videos on YouTube of them. There's like one video where someone it's just like a full from like boarding until getting off London and New York in like two hours. And it's just mm-hmm. getting on, and you're just checking your bag, and it's you know some people have like old flip phones and shit, but mm-hmm. they get up and they have like the they have like a like an LCD screen on like the front of the plane or the cabin, and it tells mm-hmm. you like the altitude and the speed you're at. I mean, they hit Mach two, and it's mm-hmm. but it's very weird watching this because you're watching a video that's very clearly from like the late '90s, just hairstyles, fashion, whatever, mm-hmm. but they're. But they're doing something that if it happened today, that would be like it feels futuristic. Everyone would be like, "Yo, yeah. there's Mach Boeing just came out with Mach two planes. Like, now mm-hmm. we can go to spring break in you know fucking Argentina, and it's like the same time mm-hmm. or whatever." But it's weird because you're watching these guys; they're sitting around with like frosted tips, yeah, like probably listening to In Sync on their Walkman, but they're going Mach two mm-hmm. at sixty thousand feet. It's a very weird phenomena because you always look back at older videos and they have shittier technology yeah it's, that's that's kind of a it's very a head, strange it's thing to look back and see because there's nothing else like it in no other field right but then again i think about um you know cultures from the past where that was kind of the norm for them you know if you look at people back in the dark ages uh they saw the ruins of the roman empire throughout oh, yeah. the uk you know? oh yeah that's true Right, old aqueducts, all that. Yeah, right, right. Early Islam didn't they pioneer like astronomy mm-hmm. and, and and like math or some mathematics? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That is true. I, I can't remember if like maybe I can't remember which country it was uh, in the Middle East that got invaded during that time, but I think there was like a fire or something, and they lost a lot of their library of Alexandria. Their, yeah. Yeah. It's, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that was a little bit later too. Oh. The, yeah, that was in Constantinople. A really, yeah. a really weird head fuck is like how things used to not change. So like that's a head fuck where you look back and things were more advanced. Mm-hmm. What's even kind of weirder is like when technology didn't. It was changing, but it was so slow as to be imperceptible. Yeah. So like you'd hear stories of your great great grandpa, but it'd be like. If my great great grandpa throws like a black and white photo of him on like a sixteen inch MacBook, like that's the equivalent of like nothing. Oh, absolutely. And sadly, I kind of think, at least uh, in the for as far as the public perception is concerned, I think that we might be moving into one of those eras to where it's entirely possible in twenty one twenty one, you might just have a bezel-less MacBook Pro. But other than that, it's going to be the same. Just imagine the screen with no bezels, oh. and it's an M100 processor. It's a lot faster, but it looks largely the same. You know, I can see that. But and so another thing I've been thinking though is like, um, is like, are we still advancing? But now we're just advancing in like a, a different way. And I'll just, I'll. How do I explain that? It'll be like if you could. It'd be like if I bought like a Hummer, like an H1, 
and then like <clears throat> you just showed like this is a really complex analogy i don't know why i'm doing it but i've already started it's like if you could just watch like a time lapse video of me like customizing my hummer and then like <clears throat> next to me was like a rising like like bar chart of like the expense if the <clears throat> first thing i did was the outside like tires painted it tinted windows and everything and the bar charts rising and then i go inside and shut the door the bar chart's still rising but you're not seeing anything the hummer you're like what you'd be like why is he still spending money it's the the hummer's staying the same but what you're not seeing is Mm -hmm. now i'm putting in like crazy seats and electronics and like 5g and wi-fi and you know coolers in a bathroom are we advancing now on like fronts that maybe don't it's like we can look at it just being the devil's advocate we can be like hey it's still the same amount of time between la and new york and it's like yeah but now you can like you can like you can live stream on youtube in 1080p is it oh yeah definitely is that what it is just recently actually about a year ago i was on a flight from um from houston to paris and the internet was absolutely horrible on the plane. That's an area that we can still have huge inv- advancements in. I mean, I'm talking, it was, I think, like half a megabit per second speeds. I think that's probably my, unusable. I think that's what my internet is. I'm not even kidding. Oh, really? Like 500 kilobits? It's, I'm, actually, I'm actually looking at it. I have a little, like, thing up here. And right now, oh, says, yeah. right now it says I'm at 176. <laughs> brutal (laughs) yeah it's that's gonna be like wow so i'm surprised that supports the stream uh so am i so am i well that was video quality is good yeah well none of it it, none of it's streamed it's all screen recorded Mm -hmm. and then uploaded so you could Mm -hmm. i can't stream with my internet is um Mm -hmm. that's why the only times i ever do streams are with don the pleb because he streams it not me Mm -hmm. that's gonna be like but, but maybe that's an example of like technological increase right it's it's like yeah like over christmas i like microphone stand webcam lights put some like black sheets like Mm -hmm. all things that you can see but then what if like i forked out like a thousand bucks and got like gigabit ethernet for a year like or whatever it is Mm -hmm. 10 gigabit ethernet like the person the casual watcher wouldn't notice they wouldn't see that now it takes me three minutes to upload an episode instead of five hours oh yeah and it would be a total game changer i know, you know? that's like the first thing i'm when i i'm going i'm getting yeah. an apartment that's i'm going big dick money on ethernet mm-hmm. um yeah up until i think july or so i actually had sub one megabit per second internet as well and that's been like a huge thing for me you got gigabit, that. right yeah gigabit what is that even like it's crazy so in a weird way um you know how when like i've been wanting gigabit internet for for a very long time actually just for all the downloads that i do and i thought it was just going to completely change everything when i got it you know and it did but at the same time i was like okay well now i have it you know so downloads go quicker but now i have it it's just it's yeah, that's kind of like the letdown of like, but I think that's more yeah. of like a philosophy. I think that's more like a like a philosophical thing. Oh yeah, definitely. You got the thing. Mm-hmm. Now what? But the weird thing, just like with a lot of things, when you get it, it's almost not as significant as when you lose it. When you lose it, you realize how good it actually was. Mm. But all the anticipation in the world 
before you get something doesn't really seem to get that through to you as much as losing it does. That's the weird thing. That is, that's true. I mean, dude, I've lived at home with my parents for the last five years and I love my parents mm-hmm. dearly, but I'm also 30 years old. I had more freedom at 18 than I do it. Not that no one's forcing me to stay here. They're not all mm-hmm. in my head. But yeah, I look back at simple shit like just n- living in my own place as, mm-hmm. as a college student. I now look back at that. I'm like, man, that was so nice that I could control the thermostat. It's just like little shit that I'm like, <laughs> I'm 30 years old. Why is this a? Why is this even like on my plate? And it's all self-inflicted. Mm-hmm. No one did it to me. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's true, right? When the internet kind of fucks off on this, uh, yeah, I notice it. But is that like a good or a bad thing? Because now you've just become accustomed to it. Like, mm-hmm. You know, it's now now it's the. I've been playing on an Xbox One X on a 4K TV for like a year and a half now. Have I just, do I truly enjoy it every day? Or is it until I have to like sit across the room from some shitty 10 year old flat screen that I Oh yeah, if you were to go back, if you were to go back to an Xbox 360 on a 720p 32 inch TV and sit 20 feet away from it, you would, you would realize, you know. That is true. I don't know because I don't I don't know if I've if I've like taken it for granted. It's still pretty much every day I fire it up. Like I truly mm-hmm. I truly love it. Like when mm-hmm. I fire up Hitman or Just Cause or something on a 4K TV. Oh yeah, definitely. I don't think that I don't really. That's one thing that I haven't really lost an appreciation for. I can play a game for the thousandth time and I'll be like, look at that picture. Yeah, I can agree with you on that. There were certain games like the Uncharted series on PlayStation. Uh, I played the multiplayer for Uncharted 2 until they shut the servers down in late 2019. So I played it for nearly 10 years. And oddly enough, I'd seen better graphics and everything. Obviously, it was an old game, but I was still impressed by that game every time I saw it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it just had the right look, I guess. Yeah, you know? yeah. There, man, and there's nothing more painful than when like you play like a... When I play like Just Cause 3 inst- and mm-hmm. instead of Just Cause 4... And it's almost like you're like, why does this look better than four? Like, why does this mm-hmm. early? It really does. Yeah. Do you well, play for just one? Is because four, uh, due to the frame rate issues of three, it runs dynamic resolution, so it actually goes lower. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, yeah. Three does freeze up a lot mm-hmm. when you're blown up. I didn't know you played Just Cause. Yeah, yeah. I had both of them. Fuck so. yeah, yeah. And I, I apparently I only talk to uncultured swine on here because no one's ever no one ever plays uh, Just Cause, but that's oh, a, yeah. that's a perfect example, right? Because Just Cause Four, it's Xbox One X enhanced, right? It's, mm-hmm. I mean, and damn, it does look beautiful. And you're like, oh yeah, definitely. If it, yeah, if they're both on PC at 4K, uh, 4K locked, you know, four does look better than three, but the dynamic resolution on console really kills it. Yeah as far as like it drops you know yeah but i like three more mm-hmm. i do it's just i don't know something about it it just seems i don't know i can't put my finger on it but i like three more i think three has more enjoyable gameplay overall yeah yeah four is i mean let's just go back to the basics like what you what we want to do is like liberate outposts that's all i want to do i don't want to flip breakers like mm-hmm. flipping breakers is the dumbest fucking part of it. A game, that, the fact that there's not like a chaos meter and it's like you gotta blow up the red stuff. Like it's so simple, but like why? Oh, yeah. Why fix something that's not broken? 
Well, I think that too many studios these days, they're trying to hide the fact that their new installment in the series could have very easily been a DLC for the previous game. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's true. It's they want to hide the fact of like all you're really doing is going into a country as as um, as Rico and you're Mm -hmm. you're breaking the red stuff. (laughs) See Mm -hmm. those gas tanks? Guess what? Get rid of them. Get rid of them. See that that phone tower? Get rid of it. <laughs> See that it's just it's the same mm-hmm. shit. But I mean, I don't care. Like I'm not playing this for some deep plot development. I'm playing this to melt. Oh my yeah, brain. definitely not. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not playing it to be like, oh wow, Rico's really grown ever since he saw the effects of inflation on single parent households. I'm like, no. I just <laughs> does the fire. Are the explosions good? Okay. All right. Good. That's mm-hmm. all I want. Yeah. And that's one thing I can give credit to Just Cause 4. I think they actually did really good at rendering the explosions, the explosions and the physics. They are. Yeah, it really is. They are. Yeah, I mean, the reality is is it is better. Maybe I'm just being a nostalgic, like, just bitch for Just Cause 3. 4 is objectively better looking. It. Yes. In terms of graphics, yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I think the thing that impresses me the most about four is that they did it all with a smaller footprint. Like the game is actually easier to run than mm-hmm. three. Yeah. And yeah, that's impressive. And like, there's nothing like, there's nothing they left out. Like you have like desert, you have jungle, you have like winter, you have like great plains, you have like plenty of ocean they get they hit every imaginable like landscape type it's you really they have tornadoes like they have like the lightning storms sandstorms like there's really nothing that they could have done i mean mm-hmm. people are like myself are just going to bitch anyway mm-hmm. well i mean i think i think that's just the nature of playing a video game series for a long period of time uh, i've come across that i think everyone does like for me with the uncharted series i loved one two didn't like three as much but i still loved it really mm-hmm. uh by the time uncharted four came out i hated the uncharted series <laughs> yeah what i will give just cause though is i have do you ever one of my friends said this in college and he's like the smartest guy i know he's a doctor but i remember him saying mm-hmm. he was like he was like gameplay will always supersede graphics because I remember everyone else was playing like whatever the fucking newest game called, and he had like he was playing like Mario in his room. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Why are you not downstairs on like the flat screen?" And he was like, "Gameplay will always." He's like, "The fun you have will always be better than like the graphics." And mm-hmm. I sat down. We were playing like Mario Kart or something, and it was like what I realized is like there were moments of this like almost like a sneeze or a yawn there are these involuntary moments where you'd kind of like giggle you oh mm. fuck 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 space is gonna pass me he's gonna oh i got you bitch like those mm-hmm. moments where you almost can't hold it back mm-hmm. it's like those don't happen to me with like xbox games or anything it's like they look great they look beautiful the graphics mm-hmm. mean, the sound design is amazing the physics are great the size of the maps is just astronomical but I have, but I have realized that in Just Cause Four, nothing kind of reverts me back to like a child more than like getting like the booster 
rockets and balloons Mm -hmm. and trying to design like a flying machine out of a city bus and Mm -hmm. like because you got to balance it you don't want to have the balloons off or the whole thing will tip you got to put the rockets perfectly symmetrical or they're going to spin when you finally get a city bus to float around that has rockets and maybe even tether an aa gun to it so you have firepower I find myself mm-hmm. like giddy, like a like a schoolgirl when I get it flying. Oh yeah, definitely. And see, I think I think that things like that. Part of the reason why that is is because mechanics like that they allow kind of a sense of wonder while you're playing because you're like, is this going to work? I don't know. You know, <laughs> yeah. this is kind of new every time you do it. Yeah. And that that's kind of how I felt as a child playing get video games because I didn't really know how video games worked at that mm-hmm. point. So every game I played was kind of like this new adventure. Like when I played uh, GTA San Andreas back in the day, I didn't know that you couldn't go in every building. Yeah. So I wanted to try to go in every building. Yeah. You know? yeah. And, yeah. It's like I could in like 10 seconds on just cause four, I could just call in an airdrop of like a fighter jet. I could get in it, take off and go fly around at breakneck speeds, drop bombs. And, but there's something about putting like balloons on a tank with some rockets on the back and then like you get it to like take off and then you're like you know you press the rocket and it's and it kind of starts going and then you can like turn the turret and kind of get it going again and i just find myself like giggling as i got this like tank as a hot air balloon floating around like or even like on the, I'll put ten rockets on the back of a city bus, and I found that you can just fly the bus around. You just have to always keep the nose up and just keep kind of perpetually give a little shot. Mm-hmm. And you can like go up to the sides of cliffs and almost like wall ride, but you're in like a city mm-hmm. bus. And there's something like, yeah, childish about it. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. it's just ridiculous. Like you're you're flying a bus around like an F-16, and it's like <laughs> it's super unstable. Like. You fuck it up once, you go into a death spiral, and it's over. Like you got to get out. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no recover. It's like once you, once, it's like walking on a tightrope between the twin towers. It's like there's no recovering. Like once you start leaning one mm-hmm. way, it's like it's over. You, you got to pull the shoot. I don't know. There's something. Maybe that's why I can't stop watching those big Mathis videos. It's like the graphics suck. It looks like a Game Boy. But it's like, oh really? No, no, that's that's an exaggeration. That's a total exaggeration. It doesn't look. Like Would you it. say it's more like, say, like PS2 graphics, maybe? Maybe. Um, I'll send you a video. Or I'll send you Big Mathis right now. It's, okay. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I'm not going to try to explain it. I'm just going to have you watch it. But it's like, there's something so simple and childish, right? It's not like 60 FPS, 8K Ace Combat mm-hmm. or something. It's like mm-hmm. it's like this geometric, shitty biplane crashing into a seven forty seven, but goddamn if you can't stop watching Big Mathis, mm-hmm. Big Mathis. All right, I'll just helicopter uh, here. I'll just shoot you this one. I'll put this in the description for everybody listening. Okay, I just texted it to you. Just, just oh, yeah, watch, I just got it. Just watch any clip. It's just retarded. <laughs> but like, <laughs> yeah, I saw the fighter jet crashing into the helicopter. Yeah, it's. I guarantee you, you sit down and start watching it, you won't be able to stop. And like, it's, it's there's just like this 
child like what's gonna work what isn't gonna work nothing's the same oh yeah absolutely and, and honestly like the physics are pretty good i i kind of see why the graphics probably look the way they do uh physics like that are hard to render yeah. while you're also rendering very realistic graphics mm-hmm. um <clears throat> another like rabbit hole of like guilty pleasure videos i'll watch are like um it's called a uh, fuck what is it it's um I think Beam, B-E-A-M, Beam N-G, I think it's what it's called. And it's just like, it's, it's kind of like those videos I just sent you, but it's like all cars. Mm-hmm. And it's like soft body physics. So mm-hmm. like no, no crash is the same. But mm-hmm. <laughs> again, it's like when you see like a, I don't know, when you see like an ice cream truck slide under a tractor trailer. <laughs> It just like mm-hmm. shears the top off of it. Like <laughs> there's something just like I don't know. It's so it's like satisfying. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. There there's a game it's a physics based game called like Octodad. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Mm-hmm. But pretty much the the point of the game is you're an octopus outside of water and you're having to like kind of flail yourself around to like move around the environment it's it's it was made i think originally as like a mod and then a studio bought it and turned it into a game and started selling it but it's fun just to mess around with because everything is physics based in the game yeah yeah it's have you ever played far cry yes yes fuck yes far cry 5 i was listening to lex friedman last i was actually listening to the guy that you sent me george hotz Oh yeah, I went yeah. and listened to that uh, that episode, and at one point they were talking about like video games and like farming XP, and I don't even know what game it was. Mm-hmm. But Lex is like someone deduced math, you know, Lex voice, someone deduced mathematically that, but he's like that the that mm-hmm. the quickest way to like gain XP was to kill cows, mm-hmm. and like I found in Far Cry Five, in I think it's Jacob's the little brother, right? Joseph's the main guy. No, Jacob's like the military guy. I think it's John. Whatever the the guy in the bottom mm-hmm. left map, that guy. If you go down there, oh, okay. there's a farm. There's a farm right by one of the places you can liberate. That's like a garage and like weapon stand. Obviously, you know how it works. Mm-hmm. I found that the quickest way to gain money in Far Cry Five was not liberation. It was not missions. It was not. It was you walk down to the farm. You take your 50 cal and you just go around shooting cows in the head until you can get seven bait, which is the max amount of bait you can carry. You then throw it and you get like a wolf, a bear, or like a cougar. And you can carry three skins of each. Fill all of them up and then you can like sprint back and like one sprint stamina to the to like the outpost and you can sell everything for like $7,000. You got to buy all your ammo again for like a thousand bucks. So you clear 6,000 then you run back down to the farm and you do it again. I spent <laughs> one day doing that. I shit you not. I'm, I mean, I'm really not kidding. Like eight hours. <laughs> and I, Oh, wow. I, it was Listening the, to an audio book or something. I'll no, my, actually, no, this is one of the times I, my friend Matt and Ben were here and they were watching me. Mm-hmm. They're like, this is pathetic, but they couldn't stop watching. They're like, this really is mm-hmm. pretty efficient. And I was like, I know. <laughs> and like, mm-hmm. I cleared like $700,000 and I didn't unlock anything else in the map. I purposely started mm-hmm. right there. 
got seven hundred thousand dollars, and then you know how for everyone that when you fly a helicopter, you don't have like unlimited rock, rocket am, ammo. You have four salvos, and then you have to you can click you can double click the sticks for a thousand bucks, and you can refill your rockets. I just flew around the map refilling my rockets. Like the the second day, I just did that for like ten hours because I just gave myself enough money that I never mm-hmm. had to land, and I unlocked the entire map in like one swipe. It just took all day, but it was like there's something mm-hmm. fun about like nope, it's not the campaign, it's not liberating, it's not taking out the bunkers. If you just go mm-hmm. kill all the cows one day, and then you just fly around in a helicopter, then it just like super low altitudes, just icing everybody. You can unlo- you can liberate whole camps without setting a foot on the ground. You just fire salvo mm-hmm. after salvo, and then the screen slows down, and it's like Elk Jaw Lodge liberated. Then you just take off mm-hmm. to the next place. You spot it. You line up, and then you just start releasing salvos of shit. You blow up everything, and then you know whatever. So and so Tubman Marina liberated. You just I don't know. There's something about like breaking a game down to its like constituent parts that I like. Yeah, that's what I liked about the Fallout series. I never played those. Yeah, so they were really good up until 4. Um, I don't like 4 or 76, but both Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas, they both had that same element to them. Like You could approach the game from a way that you could tell the creators didn't intend you to approach it, yeah. and you could do all the same stuff. You know? yeah. yeah, it's yeah, it's like... Uh... Yeah, it's the same thing. It's they did. They definitely did not build Far Cry for you to go farm cows by just mm-hmm. shooting them in the head with a fifty cal. Just mm-hmm. poof, poof, and you could even really save ammo. You'd line them up and use the armor piercing. <laughs> You'd have to get. Oh yeah. <laughs> you could drop like five cows in one stop, and it's like fuck yeah. And then there are like these weird things where you can unlock a perk to where you get double the skin for each kill. Mm-hmm. And then if you use an, a bow and arrow, you get double the skin. So if you unlock that perk with a bow and arrow, you can get four skins per kill. And then if you go get one of the people you can hire, she will kill with a bow and arrow. So you can kind of like stack it into these weird ways to where every time you kill a oh, yeah. you get like eight skins. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> if, if you're doing that specifically for eight hours, that's insane. You can get a ton of skins. Yeah, that yeah. Well, I didn't. that was before I discovered that strategy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like I did a... Before I started this podcast, I spent like two years of my life wasted. Just every day I would just like for like two hours I would just I mean truly a pathetic waste of time I look back at it and I'm like man mm-hmm. if I had just started like listening to Encyclopedia Britannica <laughs> like I could have known, <laughs> known so much but whatever all, all roads led to where I am now so I'm, I guess I'm happy with it but I, I would speed mm-hmm. run Grand Theft Auto 5 every day and just see how far I could get in two hours and then I would just well it's not it's my 360 didn't save so just every day it would just <laughs> Once you stop playing, you could only get as far as it would let you go, or as far as you could go before you burned out. And then once they, so you said your three sixty wouldn't save. Was it was a fucked up. It's just a fucked up three sixty. It's just old. Like mm-hmm. it just wouldn't save. It just would not. No game. It just wouldn't save anything. So like, I guess maybe the hard drive was messed up or something. Was, That's crazy. Was, this was like one of the originals, dude. It was old. Oh, okay, was, yeah, that makes sense. It was like it was. I don't know. It was like the lowest memory. It, this thing was like it sounded like an old lawnmower. 
when you'd start? Oh, okay. It probably didn't have a hard drive on it. If it didn't have a hard drive on it, its internal memory was probably full. Whatever what it get. was, dude, this thing, <laughs> they probably could have run on gasoline. It was, it was disgusting, but I had to adapt. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. And like the only way to unlock certain guns in GTA is like you have to unlock them in the campaign because even if you use like the guns mm-hmm. cheat, you still only get some. But if you wanted like the, you know, if you wanted like the belt fed machine gun, like you had to get mm-hmm. all the way to like the mission where you like take out like a, like an armored truck with like a dump truck or something. But mm-hmm. so every morning I would just find myself speed running, never really intentionally doing it, mm-hmm. but I would just speed run. But I speed, I did a speed run that I've never seen anyone else do and that I, I was okay with cheats. So you, if you ever look online, there's like strategies for speed running GTA. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, and, and it, they're interesting to watch as someone that's played the mm-hmm. campaign hundreds of times, like, or at least the first two hours of it. Is like I liked my way because my uh, my way was just it truly it was a speed run in the truest sense. It was how fast would you go if your Xbox didn't save and you wanted to unlock a certain weapon? You wouldn't mm-hmm. be using these strats. There's this whole there's a whole new strategy like you have to know where you know you got everywhere you go you use like the buzzard the helicopter that just that that's your mm-hmm. quickest mode because you can't right because you or you can turn on invincibility and then do skyfall but when you skyfall into a new mission it turns off invincibility when you're like two feet above the ground because you've mm-hmm. entered the new mission you know like the little yellow circle oh yeah so you can't use skyfall because it turns off and then you hit the wall and you die and then you have mm-hmm. to or you can skyfall, but you have to know where to crash into the ground outside of like the mission area hitbox. So you can, mm-hmm. you got to always know when does like super jump and fast run turn off. You got to know how to turn them back, you know, the best places to turn them back on and off. And it turns into this whole weird strategy of knowing how you can go from the quickest area to the next. And it's all about spawning like you can give yourself all the weapons you can. So you use like a sniper rifle like early on. But that was one of the most fun things to where I could get all the way to where the game introduces Trevor. I got to where I could do that in like, like 80 minutes just from like, mm-hmm. out. see, I love that kind of stuff. It's so too. fun, dude. It's like, have you ever played the soul series, like the dark souls no. games? So that's kind of a big part of those games. There's a whole community uh, of people who play that game just for like speed running and all that. And it's really kind of essential in those games because I'm sure you've heard that they're very difficult games, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, uh, believe it or not, like the the same strategies that you use for speed running and games like that, it actually makes the games not difficult anymore. They're pretty easy if you speed run them. Oh no shit! <laughs> yeah. It's, so it kind of eliminates that aspect. I've I've been playing Hitman a ton since like October ish. That's when I like discovered the game. But I found that while I try to like speed run because you can do people do speed runs that I think they're kind of like cheap because you can like spawn in different places to where you mm-hmm. basically spawn next to the target. And like those are fun. Sure. If you mm-hmm. want to beat the, the, the map in seven seconds. But I have like mm-hmm. my own rule of like you have to spawn at like the be- beginning and then mm-hmm. just. But yeah, I found the same thing when you're just sprinting the whole time instead of trying to like duck and take cover and like dodge security. If you just mm-hmm. sprint the whole time. It actually you you actually find that like sprinting by like a security officer 
because it takes like a couple seconds for them to notice you. You actually yeah, kind of like, yeah, it's like an SR seventy one like outrunning like a SAM site. Like you can just kind of mm-hmm. you outrun like the NPC's radar, and mm-hmm. you, you just. But even then, it's like I love when you I love when you find the most effective strategy in a speed run for like a map, and then you have to just start fine honing it. So like, mm-hmm. so like you, I don't know, like opening in like New York when you're in like the bank, you find you're like, All right, I gotta run here, I gotta open this door, I gotta like turn left, turn right, gotta open the cabinet, take out the chloroform, dump it in the AC, knock out the guards. But it just turns into this super fast thing, and you're trying to just mm-hmm. like, and then you like you finish it, and you're like, that one felt good, that one felt good, and it comes off, and you shaved off like a tenth of a second. So you did the mm-hmm. level in like a minute a minute 8.5 instead of 0.6 and you're like fuck yes and it's like there's nothing new or interesting about it but it, you're not doing what the game was meant for you're not like changing yeah. uniforms and like you know being you know inconspicuous you're just running around just like run up to and you know there's one guard mm-hmm. that you can never get by so you just have to ice him so he walks up and he's like how are you doing sir? and you just like put a, put around through his face and like oh yeah definitely <laughs> yeah. and you can tell you can tell that the developers are trying to encourage you to spend a lot of time on each map just because obviously as you know in the new in the new hitman there are very few maps and you can tell they really want you to spend like an hour hour and a half on each map you know do you play hitman Uh, i played a little bit i haven't played the newest one i played hitman absolution a lot back in the day if you remember that one i've I've only picked up so i just thought there was hitman one two and three i didn't realize that they're like oh yeah there's more in the series there's hitman absolution uh, there's a bunch of older Hitman games. I kind of forget the titles of those because I hadn't played those either. Yeah, but I did play a little bit of Hitman Two as well. Yeah, I've played hit, probably Hitman Two the most. Yeah, and Hitman <laughs> Three, like it looks, it looks great. I mean, it's fun. It really does. It's, yeah, it's fun as always. I mean, the levels, you know, and like the Burj Khalifa or whatever their spinoff is, like mm-hmm. that's fun. But yeah, when I first played them, I gave them like their due time. Every once in a while, I still win. Mm-hmm where I'll just go through and like really try to play them as they were designed. And they're beautiful games. Like they're, mm-hmm. you know, they are meant for that. But I also, I can't play a level without like killing everyone. I just can't. Mm-hmm. I have to kill everybody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so what I do now is I have like my own version of the game where I just, I try to be like the most extreme like Reaper. I kill mm-hmm. everyone, but I try to kill everyone. I try to kill everyone, but stealthily. Like, mm-hmm. so you can't just run throughout with like a shotgun. Like that's fun. Mm-hmm. But I also like to go up and like, I'll go into like the bathroom. I'll like kill everyone in the bathroom, but I'll do it with like a knife and then I'll stuff everyone in like a dumpster or something. And then I'll move out of the bathroom mm-hmm. and I'll go to the next room. And I try to pick off everyone in the level to the point where there's only like three people left alive, but they don't even know that they're the only three alive. <laughs> and it's just kind of like, mm-hmm. I'm like circling it. And I just like... That's kind of difficult to do on certain maps It's as well. very hard. Like the, the yacht level yeah. on uh, Hitman 2, that's extremely hard to do that there. Because yeah. they're constantly like searching everywhere. Yeah, it's dude, it, it's difficult. But it's fun once you start. You try to just like you're just sleuthing around and you're trying to get everyone. You're like fuck, 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 and like or another. And this is, I guess, more kind of like a psychopath thing. Is I would love just like a, I'll go do like almost like little terror attacks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll go like I'll go I'll go under like the bathroom and there's like a guy. There's like a woman and like a police officer like talking like washing their hands. I'll go in. I'll like shoot them both. 
there's blood everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I'll turn on all the sinks so the water starts running over. But I'll leave before anyone goes in. So you see the janitor mm-hmm. walking over. He's like, and I'll walk in. There's just dead bodies, blood everywhere, and it's flooding. <laughs> he's, like, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, fuck, what's going on? And you, like, change uniforms and go somewhere else. And you have to wait, like, ten minutes, and it all dies down, and they stop scanning the perimeter. And then mm-hmm. you find someone else, and you just, like, you purposely, like, make a mess. Go, like, mm-hmm. you, like, cut their throat and, like, drag their body around a room. And then you run away, and someone <laughs> finds it, and they're like, oh, my God, what's going on? It's just, like, it's, I mean, it's really fucked up now that I'm saying it out loud. But, yeah. like. <laughs> just, like, just, like, write your next in cursive, yeah. like, with writing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then sometimes I'll just go for, like, and then what I'll do, I have, like, my last kind of own game. I see how low of a score I can get. Mm-hmm. And so, because you get like 5,000 XP for every like non target kill. So I'll see how mm-hmm. many I can like rack up. And you do that. Because mm-hmm. even if you kill someone, but you do it kind of stealthily, you'll, it still won't be that as bad. Maybe it's only like 4,500 points against you. Because it's like a non target kill, but you did hide the body and no one noticed. So it's like, mm-hmm. they'll be like, it wasn't, you know, you weren't supposed to kill that person. But if you had to, you, you did it sneakily. Like yeah. 47 did. I'll go in and I'll try to just be, I'll try to get the worst score possible. It's like golf. I try to get the lowest score I can. Mm-hmm. And so I'll walk in, like for instance, like the in New York when it's like the bank. I'll go into the bathroom. I'll go change into like the, there's like a, a bunny rabbit. Like, like there's a guy planning to like rob the bank. Oh, yeah, in the bath- yeah, he's in the bathroom. He has his like yeah. bank robber suit on. I'll go and change into that because it's just the most obvious, obnoxious thing. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll drop the silence pistol and I'll pick up just a normal one. And then I'll, mm-hmm. I'll walk out and I'll throw like a C4 block and like a, and like a, like a proximity mine. And I'll throw them right into the bank teller area. And it just explodes, and everyone starts running. I'll like shoot like a fire extinguisher and like a propane tank, just make as much noise as possible, and then I'll just walk around the level, just shooting people with like the loudest gun I can find. <laughs> and it's just I try to just get noticed by everyone. And I've turned it into a game where I see I think my lowest score is I got like negative like one point seven million, which is like mm-hmm. a good score would be like a hundred thousand. <laughs> so like I'll try to get mm-hmm. negative like two million on something. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm yeah, just like a psychopath. I forget that's like a very fun way to approach games. Though, <laughs> like you can tell that you really get your money's worth out of the Hitman games. Yeah. Uh, like when I was younger, when I didn't get as many games and all that, you know, when my parents would give me say like one game or something, and that would be my game for yeah. the next year or so, I would have to squeeze every last bit of value I could out of it. And I remember doing things a lot like that. Yeah. You, know? you, you gotta, you gotta create your own games within the game. Mm-hmm. Like when I'd speed run grand theft auto so many times, the game started to be for me. What is the absolute mm-hmm. maximum money I can make? Mm-hmm. And there's like, you want to die as little as possible. So like mm-hmm. every time you die, it's like a thousand bucks. You go to the hospital. You don't want to have to buy ammo. You don't want to do anything you don't have to do. And I would just see down to like the dollar how far. And to me, that was like my score marker. I was like, what's the highest mm-hmm. dollar amount you can do? But mm-hmm. yeah, man, I don't know. There are different ways you can do that with like different games. And I think that to me, that is what I would like to we can get we can go a little past 330 if you're okay with that yeah yeah that's cool 
um, is um, I was thinking, and I've talked about it before on here with my friend Rob. Mm-hmm. It's like part of me was like, I kind of wish that like the next generation of consoles. I was like, because we can't really. I mean, we can, but it almost mm-hmm. doesn't seem like worth it to like push graphics further. Like, because they're. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously you can, but like, yeah, like something like Hitman. Like, I'm okay with that. Like, that's beautiful. It's fine. I would much rather. Yeah, see... at least for the foreseeable future. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. I mean, in time, you want it to be photorealistic, sure. Yeah, but like, yeah, in twenty one twenty one, if we're still at yeah, the same graphics, no, that's shit. Weird. Yeah, no, that's shit. <laughs> but like, I would rather see games kind of expand in different ways, like. You know, like Just Cause Three. Like, if I was Square Enix, if that's the, if that's the company, right? Square, Square Enix. Oh yeah, yeah. They're they're the publisher. I forgot who's the yeah. developer. Yeah, it's yeah. fuck yeah. It's um doesn't matter. Like, if I were them, mm-hmm. like I would re-release like Just Cause Three, same graphics, same physics, but I would just make the map like a thousand percent bigger, like something weird mm-hmm. like that, to where it's like not MC. yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of the thing with like Cyberpunk. I'm sure you know about Cyberpunk, right? Cyberpunk oh, yes. 20, I haven't played it. I've watched like a couple clips online. So, so the the thing with that game is, if you look at the graphics, like a lot of people, they talk about the graphics being great in that game, but in actuality, um, I I don't know if you know what Digital Foundry is. They kind of talk about the technical side of games and all that kind of stuff. They were talking about how the graphics in cyberpunk 2077 they're equivalent to like a ps4 or an xbox one game uh in terms of actual fidelity what makes cyberpunk kind of a technical breakthrough is exactly what you were talking about the map is infinitely larger than other games with the same level of graphics and that's kind of the approach they decided to take yeah it's like kind of like the hummer like analogy it's like you can only get such a good paint job before it's like why don't you put in like like custom made like you know first class mm-hmm. private jet seats for the chairs like oh yeah it's got a v10 why not a v12 yeah exactly you're right you know why not make the you know everyone gets their own climate controlled like mini cabin why not have everything and so i was thinking like like besiege like the, the that video i sent you like mm-hmm. I would be like if Just Cause Three was re-released and everyone would be like, why did they re-release this on Xbox Series X? But like the physics were like that, where like no car crash was the same, and like I would love that, or like Far Cry, if like when you throw a Molotov into the forest, like it, it like the the flame physics are all right, it'll burn for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I would love to be able to throw like a single Molotov and like burn the entire map of Far Cry. <laughs> Like, just watch it burn for, like... Like, you could throw a Molotov in the morning, hunt cows all day, and just watch the fire go over the mountains in the distance over 12 hours. Like, See, I remember thinking that back when I played uh, Far Cry 2 back in the day. Yeah. That was the first game that really had it to where you could set the grass on uh-huh. fire, and the fire would spread throughout yeah. the whole map. Yeah. Um, I thought to myself back then because it was clear there was a certain range mm-hmm. the fire would go and then it would quit and i was thinking it'd be cool if you could just burn the whole map just light the map <laughs> on fire that's what i mean yeah. it's like th- i would almost rather see physics because ex- like hitman maps i mean they're mm-hmm. even the biggest map i mean it's tiny compared to like mm-hmm. any other game i mean they're mm-hmm. tiny but there's no vehicles right it's all you're running around mm-hmm. you're supposed to be moving super slow and discreetly but like 
I would almost rather see a game, yeah, where everything is like you can interact with everything. Like there's no, mm-hmm. there's no limits to what you can do. Like you, I, I don't know. Like, yeah, like you could crash a, you could crash a plane into a mountain, and that's how you'd light that area on fire, and then like people would evacuate their house, and then you could go rob the house. It'd be like a different strategy of how to play, you know. Yeah, yeah, that would be really cool actually to yeah. do that. As opposed to just like on you that large of a scale. Yeah, instead of like Grand Theft Auto Five, where it's like we got to go to Martin Madrazo's house, and it's like they're the mm-hmm. guards, and you're gonna shoot them, and they're gonna come, and you they, you fucking do the thing, and there's like one mm-hmm. like preset prize you're supposed to take, and it's like a suitcase of money, and it's like eh, I would rather like you find a, like a house, and it's like they're not even part of like mm-hmm. the story. And you, but you just yeah, look at the house and you're like, that guy's a Bentley. You know he's got money somewhere in there. So you mm-hmm. you light the forest on fire. You could like have your friend drop you off from like a chartered helicopter. You parachute into his house. Go, you search around. You're probably going to maybe find like a cool antique rifle or something. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. It's like different ways. And I think that those... I think that those random moments like that that you kind of create yourself are so much better than the scripted missions. And see, the sad thing is the scripted mission where you get the suitcase of money, that, you know, that's probably two, three weeks of development time and like $100,000 of investment from the team. Plot development and what's going to happen? They're going to come in from this side. I was actually thinking about, I was like, man, what if Grand Theft Auto 6 was just a map? But I was mm-hmm. as some, like as someone that did speed running for for like two years, which is just embarrassing to say out loud. But like, if, <laughs> but there's always like you find the person on the map, and it's like strangers and freaks, and it's like, hey man, this just happened, and it's like join Bob on his mission to do, or it's like you mm-hmm. know you gotta go go repossess the car, and then you meet Michael, and Michael's like, hey kid, and it's like, and that's how like the story kind of starts. I was thinking like, what if there was no like, what if Grand Theft Auto Six came out? And within like three days, you're seeing posts on Reddit. Like, does anyone know where the story starts? Like, what if it wasn't like, what if it wasn't like obvious how like the story started? Mm-hmm. So you just kind of had to start fucking around. You'd be like, well, let's go get money because I found a gun store. And like, mm-hmm. it would just be this weird thing. And like, maybe there's not a set story. Maybe there's just like a set of laws there's like you know there's like gated communities there's like physics there's like you can only take so many bullets before you die but what if you just kind of it would just be this weird thing where no there was no set store it'd be like right it's like life you're born into life i don't have to like do podcast i diverted from med school to this and it's like completely switched it up there was no strangers and freaks like hey tom help me with my podcast mission it was like I just changed it up and it unlocked this whole new world. Mm-hmm. And see, that that's kind of the story in and of itself because there, if you look at life, obviously there is no story yeah. to life other than the story that you look back upon. Yeah, you know? yeah, and, yeah, right? And it's like, it's like, what if the, the next Grand Theft Auto wasn't like, you got to go get the big heist. It would just be like, it would naturally kind of coalesce into like, I don't know, you would probably like, buy your house or steal it or whatever and then you'd, you'd fortify it <laughs> you'd like hire like a bunch of goons you'd get your whole squad and you'd slowly just kind of like early nation states you'd kind of take over part of the city and like mm-hmm. just kind of progress from there and there wouldn't you know you'd be like I think we should invade the airport <laughs> like you know you would you'd, you'd be like day 1000 you'd be like I took over Los Santos airport and you'd be like we now have an airstrip <laughs> and it's like 
there would be no set thing where it's like you gotta unlock this you gotta go meet lester before you can like what if there wasn't but the cool thing about that is like so the game might be going on for a couple years and then all of a sudden someone discovered this whole new aspect of like wait did you know you can throw a Molotov in like northern Los Santos? The fire will eventually go to South Los Santos. It'd be like, fuck. So there'd be this whole power disturbance of like renewed mm-hmm. players could just come in and like you throw one Molotov and then run away. And now next thing you know, the people with the most money and like the kingdoms, they wouldn't be trying to like run shit. They'd be like, by default, they'd be operating like firefighting planes because they'd be like, if that fire reaches our camp, we've lost everything. So it'd be this weird, mm-hmm. the game would devolve into just like, force firefighter 2021 <laughs> like it would just that's what it would be yeah absolutely and i can see like with the when we see more integration of ai into games as well as procedural generation i think those are the two technologies that are really going to allow that kind of stuff to happen yeah see the cool thing is i think that we will see that maybe in a future grand theft auto game to an extent you know don't te- don't get my hopes up but, <laughs> I'll fucking I'll take out my anger on you if that's not what's coming down the pipes. <laughs> so I'll give it I'll give it until GTA 12. Oh fuck so you! We'll so dead yeah, by the time. yeah, our great grandchildren will be like, it's finally written. Like yeah, fuck you. It's but that's what I kind of see. But the thing is, is like no no Rockstar's not going to risk. They're not going to risk the GTA title to do that. You know, and they might though because they've raped GTA 5 to death. They've, yeah, they really have. I mean, with Grand Theft Auto Online, it's not really Grand Theft Auto I've anymore never, anyway. I've, by out of principle, I've never played Grand Theft Auto Online. Yeah, I tried to play it once. Uh, I think it was back when I either had like a PS3 or something and a really bad connection. So it was pretty much unplayable. But, yeah, I'm, I'm by principle, I will not play Grand Theft Auto Online. It's just so, <clears> I mean, hey, I get it. They're just raking in cash. And, oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, That's... dude, if I was running that game and I was like, fuck making a new game, <laughs> these kids mm-hmm. are just paying hundreds of dollars, I'd be like, GTA Online until the next until they stop playing. I, like, I, I get mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I've heard of kids like putting $17,000 on their parents' yeah, credit shot, card. Yeah, and cards, yeah. And you can yeah. Just, but maybe that, hey, maybe that is the realistic simulation. What does it all boil down to? Mm-hmm. Whoever has the most money gets to play. And it's like, that's mm-hmm. life too, right? Yeah, that really is. <laughs> You know, maybe that's the brutal reality is like, I chose I chose podcast. I'm playing podcast mm-hmm. simulator. The reality is, is if someone just gave me $5 million, I could just get an, I could get a full studio, a development team, several secretaries who just lined up guests. And it's like... Mm-hmm. That's where you see like shitty podcasts. You're like, how's that guy talking to that person? You realize it's all just money, and it's like mm-hmm. those are the those are the podcasts that suck. Yeah, they really are. Yeah. I mean, too many people, even like other podcasters that I like, I would say probably a good fifty percent of their guests are people that I I think most people don't care to watch. You know, yeah, I, if you look at those, typically, if I don't want to watch it, the views are low because yeah. I like a, a wide range of topics. And if the person is boring to me, they're typically boring to a lot of people, I notice. Yeah. I've found for me, like, as soon as I'm finished with an episode, like, the last thing I want to do is, like, recover that episode. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'll go downstairs and, like, my mom, who I love to the moon and back, she'll be like, who's your guest today? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, my buddy Lex. What'd you guys talk mm-hmm. about? I'll be like, ah, computer games, stuff. She'll be like, tell me more. And I'll just be like, mom, just watch it. <laughs> I'll be like, I don't, <laughs> I'll be like, you can literally watch the exact conversation. 
like not even my mm-hmm. watered down memory. You can quite literally watch all of it. Mm-hmm. And it's like the last thing I just, because I, I just did it, right? Because of that, I have found my own, when I upload it to like, because I can upload the audio to Spotify within like five minutes. So like every once in a while, I'll do almost like a random sampling. Like, I guess if you mm-hmm. almost imagine if you were like, you know, at a chocolate factory, some Willy Wonka shit, right? You just, you know, what would quality control do? You grab a random chocolate bar. You don't tell anyone which where you're going to get it from. You test it. Is it good? Well, if you can get it from anywhere at a random point, not prepared, mm-hmm. not announced, and it's good. You know, it's like if the health inspector comes on a random Tuesday in your store passes, chances are you're just, you are passing like the health codes, right? Mm-hmm. So I'll grab random episodes as soon as I upload them. And I'll start listening to them like five minutes after I finished. And if I can't listen to it, so despite the fact of just having listened or done it and like not wanting to pay attention, I'll turn mm-hmm. them on. And maybe I'm just a total narcissist, but most of them I'll start listening to and I'll be like, this is like, I can listen to this. Like, I don't want to. It's nauseating. Mm-hmm. I just did this conversation. But mm-hmm. like most of them, I'll be like, yeah, yeah, I could listen to that. And I'll, I'll turn mm-hmm. it on, and that's like my quality control test. Some of them I start, and I'm like, ugh, ooh. And I'm just like, this is so, I'm like, so tell me about yourself. And I'm like, I'll find myself being like, man, this host sucks. And I'll be like, oh, fuck, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> so, yeah, dude, that's I try to pass that test. I'm like. So I haven't seen your earliest episodes. Have you gotten a lot better? Since then, because I think that you're a really good host right now. Thanks, man. No, I, I, if I were you, I wouldn't watch the early ones. They're, woo, they're, uh, mm-hmm. I can't watch them. I'll go back and I'll be like, oh, but, you know, you can, there are some maybe like traits that still come through, but there are some early ones where it's like I clearly didn't know how to like, I would just mm-hmm. let there be dead air. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're really good at not letting that be the case now. I've noticed that with so many guests that you've had. It's, yeah, thank you. It's, it's, uh, one thing that's really helped me is so, like, I try to, like, look at, like, the thing to, because, like I said, about, like, learning, you Mm -hmm. know, despite watching conspiracy videos, I still am learning something, right? Charles Mm A.A. Delshaw, Commandant Amos Dolbear. Like, I'm still learning things, right? Big Mathis, mm-hmm. what am I still learning? Okay, uh, higher physics quality means lower graphics quality, right? It's There's a mm-hmm. little thing. I'll, speed running, I'll find speed running with games. It'll be, man, that's, I, I, I try to speed run the podcast. Like I now, like mm-hmm. without even realizing, as soon as it's finished, it's like, stop recording, unplug the microphone, plug in the, the terabytes, to the, the hard drives to the open slot, turn on mm-hmm. the fan flip i'm like how quickly can it start like process like okay compress to 1080p mm-hmm. and i'll wait for it i'll wait for it as soon as it's finished drag it to iMovie and i'll see how fast i can get it off and mm-hmm. it's like that's like a little game i play with that oh, yeah i hear you turn on the fan sometimes oh, yo, you, yeah, yeah, you can hear yeah, the recordings i realize i haven't yeah. turned off quicktime player and you just hear like and i'm like oh fuck it's still recording but um <laughs> yeah man there are some times where i've had to edit off the, the ending because <laughs> I'll finish it up. too long, yeah. Well, no, not at that. It's like, I'll forget it's recording. You know, I'll be like, mm-hmm. I'll stop recording. I'll be like, oh, my God. I'll be like, I'm going to go jack off now. <laughs> I'm talking to myself. I'm like, I'm going to go jerk <laughs> off. Or it's like, oh, I got Or I'll finish, and I'll just fart. And I'll be like, oh. I'll be like, fuck, yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, shit. I've been holding that in the whole hour and a half. Oh, oh yeah. 
you know, I've never had on a guest that I don't like. So luckily, there's no like mm. finishing, and I'm like, what a fucking dipshit. <laughs> like, that, that would be bad. But like, yeah, that was one thing I was wondering. Like, if you've ever had any guests that have just boiled your blood once had, you're talking to them. I've had guests that are like less than interesting. Mm-hmm. I've never had someone boil my blood, and that's not because I don't. Mm-hmm. It's not because I avoid them. To me. Mm-hmm. I try to enter. I'm like, unless someone is like physically choking me, I'm like, I'm not going to let this person get under my skin. So even if someone's mm-hmm. shitting on my politics and telling me I suck, I use it as like a personal. I'm like, can I just let this roll off my shoulders? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you kind of have to realize, too, I guess, with that, that, of course, they're going to think that they're on the other side of the political spectrum. Yes, yes. You know? it's like, yes, it's like, yeah, yeah. No, I've never had on anyone that I'm like, what a dipshit. It'll just be mm-hmm. like. No, I can honestly say I, I haven't. It's I don't think I'll be able to hide it. Actually, it's probably a catch mm-hmm. twenty two. I probably like wouldn't upload it if I had someone that I was like that person is just truly a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. I just probably wouldn't upload it. Yeah, I can see that. That's probably the best way to handle it. Yeah, but and I've never done an episode that I didn't upload. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never done that. Yeah, that's another thing I was going to ask you if there's ever there's anything no, like no, I'm scrapping this. Nope, one. there's no there's no hidden. There's no like, you know, where like you know the vault. Nope. There's yeah, the lost episodes of Tommy's podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's like right. Yeah, it's like me interviewing a kid that like the next day committed a shooting, and I'm like, no one can know about this episode. <laughs> no, everything's up there. Yeah, that one. Yeah. I wouldn't even keep that in the vault. I yeah, would just like, down. Yeah. I would delete that. Like that one. <laughs> I don't know who that was. I'd be like, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. Tommy. Why were you interviewing like like Muhammad bin Talawi? And I'll be like, wow. Uh, be like the NSA has some some questions. I'd be like, yeah, I think even if you deleted it, even if you didn't post it, the FBI would probably be talking to you about it. They'll, they'll find it. Yeah, there's no there's no hiding. No, I've never I've never, and even then, I would probably upload it just to get ahead of it because I don't. I don't yeah, know that might actually be the best idea because I don't know if I'm interviewing someone that's. I have no idea if you're screen recording right now. I know you're mm-hmm. not Zoom recording, but I have no idea. Mm-hmm. If you're, and even if you're not screen recording, how do I not know that your phone isn't right there recording? So it's yeah. I just I treat it all as if it's all going up. And um, mm-hmm. not only that, I mean, talk about a bad way, I guess, to get a lot of attention. But I think that would get a lot of attention for your channel. Probably, <laughs> yeah. Talk to someone, and the yeah. next day they commit a major cro- uh, crime. Yeah. Um, but oops, no, someone's trying to enter the room right now. It's the guy I have on next. Um, fuck, what was I saying? Speed run, something. Speed run. Fuck, I had a point that I was trying to get to. I don't remember. Learning, something. Learning, remembering. I'm trying to remember where I was going. Oh, so I only will like listen or read what I'm interested in. And I found that if mm-hmm. I just follow that interest, I will always pull out a nugget of like applicable information. So even if it's a cartoon, I found mm-hmm. that if I really am like just I, if I'm just drawn to it, if I watch it long enough, like I will draw out like a piece of information, like philosophy, or even if it's just like an analogy that I can use on a podcast, it'll be like, Oh, now I have like another tool. Oh yeah, definitely. I started really going down like the Tim Dillon rabbit hole. Like my older brother introduced me to him like last year. And I was like, dude, I don't, I don't give a shit. I live in my own bubble. And finally Mm -hmm. I listened to him on Rogan 
and then I found all the episodes he did on Rogan and I listened to like those three episodes on repeat but I was still like very cautious mm-hmm. to like dip into the waters of a new because right you get comfortable with a podcast it becomes like a friend oh yeah definitely you know it becomes like a right it becomes like a partner that you've been with for years and it's like maybe the sex isn't crazy but you're very comfortable they know you you know them mm-hmm. you know each other's parents and it's like it's just cozy and I was like ooh I don't know but I've been moving away from Rogan like slowly between like 2016 and 2020 and I would say probably detach now. And I love Rogan. I have, I, mm-hmm. I, not, that, not that he gives a fuck. I'm about to say, hey, there's no love lost. He's probably like, who is that? <laughs> I'll be like, me and Joe. Hey, listen, we want our own ways. And he's like, who the fuck is that? But like, and you're like, it's the podcast that's going to replace you. That's who. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's I, I'm you, but better, right? It's it's no, 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 no. I, I, Rogan was the inspiration for a lot of ways. This. But I finally was like, fuck, I'll I'll try out Tim Dillon. I don't want to get burned. I don't want to go to some new podcast and it sucks. And I've just been sucked into a black hole of Tim Dillon since. I can't stop listening to him. And for a while, though, it's because I just stopped listening to audiobooks outright. (laughs) All I was listening to was Tim Dillon, like, all day. And I was Mm -hmm. like... I was like, fuck, I'm not learning anything new. I'm not learning about, like, Mm -hmm. fighter jets or, you know, plutonium enrichment or things to talk about on the podcast. And I've, like, Mm -hmm. kept stopping myself because I'm like, don't look at information that way or else you're going to grow to hate it. Just go after what. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and right now I am just irresistibly drawn to Tim Dillon, right? See, that's something I've been learning recently as well. Like, there are the things that I feel like I should be listening uh-huh. to, and then there are the things that I want to listen to. And I'm thinking, look, I kind of want to listen to the things I should be listening to as well. Like, there is still that draw, yeah. as I'm sure you have, to yeah. audiobooks. But you you can't force yourself when you really want to be listening to this podcast yeah. one day to listen to the audiobook instead. It's just going yeah. to... Yeah, put things in a bad light. I think. Yeah, it's you know I'm like I really should be. I haven't watched Discovery Channel documentary in a while. I'm like I really should be watching something about the space shuttle because that's got a lot of factoids in it. But like, there's just like this magnet mm-hmm. pull to Tim Dillon. Now, if it's something where it's just like I was just watching like SpongeBob or something where I really mm-hmm. felt like I was rotting my brain. I wouldn't do mm-hmm. it. I'd be like, okay, that's that's sometimes playing video games and I'll like not listen to audiobooks and I'll be playing and I'll be like, okay, I'm getting sucked into this, but I'm not learning anything. And I'll be like Yeah. I'll be like yeah. reel it back. But we'll wrap up with this. Is watching Tim Dillon I couldn't i I'm like, I'm gonna learn something from it. It's not like wasted time. Like I'm enjoying it. And what I finally mm-hmm. realized is I was like, there's no reason why I can't be entertaining as fuck. Because I'm like, I listen to him, and I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. so excited when a new episode comes out. I'm like, he doesn't hold back anything. He's not like, well, I don't know, that's politically incorrect. He's like, listen to me, you brain-dead, sexless desert dykes. Like, I'm going to rape you to death. And you're like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but it's like, but when you realize you can't stop fucking laughing at the shit he's saying. Where he's like, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm technically not God. But I mean... You know, the argument's there. <laughs> you're just like, you're listening to him and you're like, listen, you know, I'm not saying we should go to war with China, but hey, what would get us out of this recession? <laughs> and it's just like, and you hear him and you're like, he just doesn't. And so I think I've finally pulled something out of that where I'm like, you have to just do what you want because like, I'm so not some science channel where it's like today we're going to learn about motherboards i'm like it's just tim dealing ranting about like satanic pedophiles and i'm just like i can't stop listening to it and i would say that's probably influenced this episode 
going into Hitman oh, yeah. and talking yeah. about like dra- dragging around bloody corpses dressed as a bunny. Like, mm-hmm. may- maybe if I hadn't listened to like a hundred Tim Dillon episodes, I would subconsciously be like, "Don't go into that, Tommy. Let's try to keep this about you know." Lex said he's into computers. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about computers instead. Mm-hmm. We talked about speed running and murdering people for an hour. And see, I think that's what makes your podcast fun. I oh, think yeah. for a long time you've kind of been. I, I say a long time, probably for the past three or four months, mostly, I think you've really kind of been on that paradigm where you kind of take the, I guess, Tim Dillon influenced approach. Yeah, I've been, know? I've been, because I went on a long streak where I was just doing authors and I finally realized one mm-hmm. day I was like, I'm just doing book reports. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this isn't, this isn't fun. I want to yell and scream mm-hmm. at the camera. And yeah, I think one of, Probably my favorite guest, reoccurring guest that you have on is Roger, just because you already know him. Yeah. And I think Dude, I kind fucking of, love Roger. Yeah. Roger's the best. He, yeah, he's, yeah, he, he's doing readings now, but before that he did like mm-hmm. a lot of like lectures, but Roger and I are slowly starting to like riff more. And I find mm-hmm. those are fucking hilarious. Yeah, they really are. I liked the one that was right before he did Revelation. I really oh, liked yeah, that. Oh, yeah. That one. was like, like yeah. the hour one where we were just yelling. Not, we just yelled yeah. for like three and a half hours about Bitcoin and LSD and mm-hmm. Roger and I's, yeah, our political platform, a nuclear weapon in the hands of every man, woman, and child by 2050. Like, oh, yeah, definitely. That's that's the ticket for 2050. <laughs> it is. It's, hey, brighter days ahead, literally. Mm-hmm. And it's, but hey, dude, I've got a, I could keep going with this one. I'm having a ball, but I have another, I have a guy in eight minutes, uh, Ken, who's been. Oh, yeah, for sure. And again, I'm trying to just kind of exercise all muscles. So Ken's coming on for the third Sunday in a row, and I'm going over mm-hmm. a history of Exodus. Like, I just figure, hey, if I can, I just I'm trying to throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. So, but oh, absolutely, and I think a lot is sticking. I think there's a lot of really uh, cool guests that you've been having on recently. Fuck yeah, man! It's gonna fucking blow up one day. It's going to. It's oh yeah, definitely. I really don't see how it can't. I mean, the quality is there. You know, thanks, man. It's just it's yeah. I also have to be very careful though, because I don't want to be like it's all shadow banning. Because no, like mm-hmm. you. Although might... I think it is. I searched Tommy's podcast in the search engine on YouTube, didn't come up. So <laughs> there's that. Yeah. But you know, to me, I almost kind of take it as like a badge of honor. I'm like, mm-hmm. fuck yeah. The fact that I'm not boosted to the top and I'm like, hey, today we have on a, a, a gender neutral binary trans queen in a wheelchair. And it's like, yeah, I just Donald Trump bad. And it's yes, queen. That's what mm-hmm. I would have to be doing to be trending. And to me, that's worse than. Yeah, so it really is. Yeah. I had on I had on, I had on Vince Sheffler, the guy that worked for the ATF. That dude mm-hmm. is so rough around the edges. He the second time he came on. He was like, hey, I know a way to boost your numbers. And I was like, what? And he was like, kill yourself on camera. <laughs> and I was like, Jesus Christ, dude. He was like, just a 45 in your mouth. Just blow it out in the back. You'll get so many followers. <laughs> but, man, those conversations are kind of, I mean, I don't know. In an age where you can't, like, misgender someone, I think it's important to talk about how we need a physics engine where I can fly 747 into the World Trade Center. Like, I need that at Grand Theft Auto 6. It's important. Oh, absolutely. It's if Grand Theft Auto 6, just to really wrap it up, Grand Theft Auto 6, they need more flamethrowers. You need to be able to remove the limbs of people. And I also don't want bodies to disappear. That's one thing I like about Hitman is when you kill 100 people, mm-hmm. there are 100 bodies. 
They don't disappear. Yeah, it, just, it needs to go like full like Dune. Yeah, you know, it yeah. needs to have that level of destruction. Yeah, you know? like when I when I set off like four buses on fire on the highway, that highway should be off limits for like two days. There should, mm-hmm. there should be news choppers. There should be full FBI investigations and news conferences. Like on Grand Theft mm-hmm. Auto Six, when I go shoot up a beach, I want to see it in like on the TV. <laughs> like I want to be able to see it on the news. Like. All right, man. I gotta wrap this up because I got him in five minutes. All right, thanks for having me on, man. Of, of course, my man. I'll uh, I'll I'll text you after the next guy, and we'll we'll set up another one because that was fun as fuck. All right, yeah, for sure. All right, buddy. Cool. All right, man. Take it easy, buddy. You too. Peace.